We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is a supersized Sunday edition of the Pitchy and Heart radio program coming to you on 93.7 WEI-FM, Boston Sports Original and all across the WEEI Sports Radio Network, WEEI.com, and, of course, on the Odyssey app. If you don't have the Odyssey app, hey, go to the Google Store. Maybe uh, get up in that Apple action. Type in A-U-D-A-C-Y. Why? Because we are Boston Sports Original, and we give you the best we got every time we are out there. Should you care to join today's program and weigh in on the number, the myriad of topics that we will be sharing and discussing with you today, you can give us a call for two-way sports talk action at 617-779-7937. The text line is available, 37937. And, of course, always up in those socials, at us, at WEEI, at FitzyGFY, and, of course, at Jumbo Hart. On today's program, we will be talking about injuries to Patriots receivers, Patriots roster moves, some shocking new information from a Gronk watch party that did not involve the number 69. We'll get into a little bit of the Red Sox. We'll go around the preseason NFL, maybe a little bit of Celtics, possibly a guest or two, and everything else you would enjoy listening to on this beautiful, sunny Sunday. Andy, I'd like to start off with a couple of shout-outs, thank yous, and uh, if you will, attaboys. Uh, Number one, congratulations to everyone who just ran the Falmouth Road Race. Seven beautiful coastal miles on a very hot, not exactly ideal race or running conditions today, but... Many of the people out there were running for amazing charities that do the Lord's work, like the Joe Andrusi Foundation, my friends over at Beat Childhood Cancer, raising tens of thousands of dollars while sweating it out, only to finish the race with a couple of granola bars, some of those delicious Yasso frozen Greek ice cream treats, and then a jump in the ocean. So congrats to everyone who hoofed it in one of the best road races in America today. And of course, don't forget, coming up this week on WEI Tuesday and Wednesday, is going to be the Jimmy Fun Telethon. So please, if you get a chance, check it out. Uh, go to weei.com, visit the Jimmy Fun page, and get ready to have your heartstrings tugged out, listen to some beautiful stories, be encouraged, get emotional, and of course, give early and give often if you can. And also, hey, thanks to Big 103 for hooking us up with some tickets. Last night, I believe Mrs. Hart and daughter, as well as your old pal Fitzy and his oldest boy, had a chance to go to Fenway. Finally, Fenway had some hits. Fenway was electric last night, Andy, because Imagine Dragons rocked the house, buddy. (laughs) It was a great show, from what I hear. Very entertaining. Uh, And it's funny, I got the exact same response from my wife and my Sunday radio wife, uh, Fitzy, (laughs) who both said, it was so good, even you would have enjoyed yourself. Uh, So, sounds like quite a uh, performance. 
That's what I said to you in our pre-show text exchange today. Like, I'm not going to call you a basic Mark, but basically after having a chance to get to know you for a while, I think everyone kind of understands your ins, your outs, your quirks, your whatnots, and what you like and don't like. And I thought the same thing. Like, you know what? If Andy went to the show, I think even he would have had a good yep. time last night. Yeah, no, I, uh, I my the, the review that I got that it built, that the opening act was not exactly uh, – my wife or my daughter's cup of tea and then from there uh macklemore put on a nice show and oh, then uh, dude he came out last night and he was in you want to you want to know how to curry even though i think he's a mariners fan he's an upper west coast guy you want to know how to curry favor with the locals you wear a pedro martinez warm-up jersey nice. on stage at fenway and he was smart, not an active Red Sox player, a legendary Red Sox player, because you put an active one on, you might get booed off the stage right now. <laughs> Andy Hart coming out of the bullpen with some 97-mile-hour heat is. this morning. It is Good what it on is. You. you can be funny on purpose every now and again. Oh, you son of a... Yeah, no, it was, it was a great show, and Imagine Dragons came out with just straight stadium and arena rocking bangers all day. Producer Ethan, if you get a chance, maybe some Imagine Dragon rejoiners if you get a chance, because that's going to keep my spirits up, because, Andy, we did mm. everything we could watching the Patriots preseason game number two Friday night, coming off the Foxborough Fight Club joint practices with the uh, Frady Cats, if you will, the Carolina Panthers, and Matt Toole, excuse me, Matt Rule, uh, oh. the coach who pulled his hamstring doing gassers with his team this week, and we were expecting a tussle. We were expecting another gridiron war, maybe the most intense, competitive, combative preseason game ever. Turns out it was mostly just pretend football, a little bit of a slap and tickle, but there were more positives than negatives. And then, right before yesterday's show, we get the news that Patriots wide receiver, second-round draft pick rookie out of Baylor, the fastest man at this year's combine, Tyquan Thornton, has injured his shoulder and could miss some time. At the end of our show, context is added. We learn from the likes of Rap Sheet and Mike Giardi and then Jeff Howe last night. I am so sorry I opened Twitter when I got back from the show last night at midnight to get ready for today's show. Not that I didn't want to get ready for today's show, but I'm so sorry I opened Twitter because the first thing I see is Jeff Howe's article in The Athletic. Eight to ten weeks, of course. It could be uh, shorter or longer depending on what his healing time is, but of course, Tyquan Thornton is thinner than a tourist brochure. I, I got to tell you, Andy, I I'm just... Even if this opens a spot for my guy, little Jordan Humphrey, and we'll get into the positives and negatives, the risers and the fallers from Friday night's game and who may benefit from this and who's going to need to step up. Tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. To be a li- oh, shut up. <laughs> Give me a second. Let's allow some context. Breathe. Just breathe. Tell me I'm wrong to think that for a second I had to get talked into loving the Tyquan Thornton draft pick, and obviously he can play, and he's quick, and he's great in lateral space, and he's got downfield straight line speed like we haven't seen in quite some time, especially up in our parts in New England and Foxborough. But tell me there's not just a little bit of frustration in the in the bowels of where you do your football thinking in your kind of beautiful analytical gridiron mind about the Patriots reaching for somebody a little bit early who obviously is, uh, dare we say, fragile, as is evidenced by him now going to have to miss half a season to recover from a broken clavicle, as opposed to just getting somebody maybe a little bit bigger, a little bit more durable, who can stand up potentially to the rigors of a short to intermediate passing game and get knocked around the AFC East and the NFL. You people, I'm going to defend Bill Belichick here, you people are never happy, ever. So he drafts a guy that's built like a Greek god, jacked. Wait, hold on. Which Nikhil Greek god are you talking about? Nikhil Harry, 
who got hurt and sucked, and you weren't happy. So now he drafts a speed burner who looks good, who hits the ground running better than Fred Flintstone, and because he gets hurt, it was the wrong pick. You people are never happy. Tell me me you or somebody else out there uh, didn't just think for a second, like, as you watch the likes of, like, Romeo Dobbs and George Pickens and other guys light it up during the preseason. It happens. I know it it's a people get hurt. sport. People it's a get hurt. It's a combat sport. Would you I not want Devontae Smith? This happens. I get it. Would you not want Devontae Smith, who had one of the greatest seasons in the history of college football? He's skinny. He went in the top half of the first round of the draft. Like, I mean, I'm, I know people are globbing, globbing on to this idea Glob. that he's skinny, he got hurt, this was always going to happen. That's not true. Not true. He may never get hurt again. He may have an injury-riddled career. Fat guys get hurt. Skinny guys get hurt. Muscular guys get hurt. Twiggy guys get hurt. That's the reality of the NFL, unfortunately. So I just, this reaction that this was so obvious and like that it's a punchline almost now, I just think is is low-hanging fruit, and I understand it. It's what you people do. Yeah, I'm going to throw a lot of you peoples out here today early in the show. Uh, I, I just... We've been raving about how good he looks, just like others are. You know, Shakir in Buffalo, a guy I loved, I wanted. We may look back to the fourth round, and like we couldn't have drafted two receivers just for a little redundancy, or just to sure, sure, It, it could have happened. And you are seeing all across the league, you know, young receivers as has become the norm, and young receivers in rounds one to four or five. Impressing people in training camp, carving out roster spots, carving out likely roles in offenses, probably going to be putting up numbers to start the year, and you're unfortunately going to be left waiting until, you know, eight weeks puts you right around Halloween, a little bit before, after Halloween, eight to ten week range. So you're going to have a couple months of football without your speedster rookie receiver, but I, I don't think that should totally wipe away what we've seen the last three weeks and the hope and the optimism that, wow, maybe they finally got one. I mean, idiots like me on the radio, God forbid I be the positive one every once in a while, saying this is the best receiver they've drafted in the first three day, three rounds, four rounds of the draft since Deion Branch. This guy in a year could be their number one receiver. I saw aspects of that potential, and I'm not just going to wipe those out because he fractured his collarbone. I- I'm just not. It is what it is. Maybe he will turn out to be, uh, maybe he'll bulk up. I mean, first off, the clavicle, not a great first injury to have or injury to have, period. No. There's no there's no telling how long, I don't know what kind of super healer he might be or what incredible regenerative powers he has, but just mind you this, that when you injure your upper torso, where you wear your shoulder pads, you're not making contact, let alone doing the kind of rigorous, intensive training drills you need to do to be able to get back on the field almost until the time that they take Halloween candy, which for some friggin' reason is all over the shelves throughout New England and America right now, mostly be gone or off the shelves by the time this guy can take contact again. I mean, I'm not calling his rookie season a wash, but it's damn near going to be one, especially when you know how Belichick is wont to give people the old Foxborough flu the old red shirt freshman year stash and dash to IR. Now they need him. They need him bad considering the dearth of speed and playmakers on the team. But I'm concerned that now this promising little hope, this glimmer of light at the end of the, uh, should we say, lack of elite level cave has now been snuffed out or just got a whole lot darker. And then when you compound that with the mysterious disappearance of Kendrick Bourne, 
uh, dude, I'm con- okay. Sorry, I'm not trying to be hot take radio guy. I'm not trying to be Felgarati, if you will. I'm not trying to angle for a morning show buzz, retweets and click takes. No, I'm legitimately concerned now because what Tyquan Thornton could do for this offense was open up space for the rest of the guys to operate. And now that's got a lot tighter. And it's frustrating, Andy. I know it happens. It's a contact sport. It happens. But it's really frustrating, and you just can't help but maybe have a Sunday morning cup of coffee second guess over it. Yeah, no, I understand the frustration because I do think this derails his rookie season. Whether he's yep. back October 27th, November 14th, or whatever day it is, it's hard to make up the reps he would have gotten both on the practice field, you know, in the preseason game, number three, whatever it would have been between now and then. And you're right, it's going to limit you know, catching of balls and, and things that he could do while trying to get back on the field. But just this long-term... It wiping out of, of is his career over? Oh, my. Like Matt Corral looks like he could be done for the year. Liz Franck injury suffered late in the preseason game against the Patriots. Does that mean he was the wrong pick or is it just unfortunate? Does that mean he's injury prone? Oh, you drafted a guy who got hurt in his bowl game and he got hurt in the preseason. You should have known he's injury prone. It was but obvious. Andy, Matt Corral was going to be at best the third start, like the third string quarterback. For the Carolina Panthers. And maybe the starter by no November because they Because stink. you're going to start Mayfield. Good Lord, you're saddled with the bloated corpse of Sammy Squarejaw, the Lego quarterback who sees ghosts all the time. And he played Friday night because Matt Rule is trying to figure out, do I keep P.J. Walker uh, or do I ditch Sam Darnold? Now he's going to have to keep P.J. Walker because he'll be the third stringer likely with Matt Corral out for the season. I get it. Injuries happen. It's just that when we all looked at this kid and saw, wow, boy, is he fast. Man, what is that? What's that I'm reading? Oh, he has the thinnest wrists in the history of the NFL. You can't. Well, he didn't break it, his like, wrists. Then start going down the like. I'm, why am I thinking about bone density on our elite outside? Because you're speed dense. Because why? Dense. You're dense. Oh, that's all right. You know what? I'd rather, I just can't I, take your negativity. I, I can't be the positive one for four hours. I mean, we need to find some common ground here where you can spin back around and swing through and say, you know what? There are still some good things now. Even the optimism that you tried to spin into this situation, the little John, uh, little Jordan Humphrey, uh, little John, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, uh, isn't totally um, warranted or accurate because for Tyquan Thornton to return, no, 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 but for Tyquan Thornton to return, he has to be on the opening day roster. So you can't IR him. If you IR him now, that means his season is over. So it's not like you steal a roster spot. It's like you actually have to waste a roster spot for a day until you can put them on IR. And then, so there's a weird number there, which we can get into later as we do our roster predictions, predictions and, you know, on or offs, whether it's another yep. year where Brian Hoyer could be manipulated in, in order to gain a roster spot or something like that. But I think Hoyer's um, going to have to be one of those guys because there are too many potential fifth safeties, sixth corners, extra defensive linemen, offensive line. You know what they probably could do? We'll get into it later, but at this point, I'm I'm going with five offensive linemen on my initial August 30th cutdown 53-man roster and just telling the rest of them, give us a few minutes. we got to put a couple guys on IR. You'll be here. You know, don't, It's the don't call us, we'll call you, but this time we actually mean it. Uh, right. They have some uh, very interesting, dare I say, Andy, roster Tetris to play next week. So many thoughts about the Patriots. I didn't want to get this worked up because it's a beautiful day, and I want to end the day 
playing with the kids on the beach, basking in the sunshine, enjoying a beverage, and instead I'm sweating it out in the radio box with you, and I see the callers are lined up to talk about Tyquan Thornton and all things Patriots. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Fitzy and Hart are here for you, and so is Trending Now. Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Weekdays, 2 to 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Agita, that's what's trending on WEEI and WEEI.com. Now, here's what's actually trending all around WEEI Sports Nation. The Red Sox beat the Orioles 4-3 last night. Got a little bit close with the Sox having to knock it to 4-2 in the ninth. It was 4-3. Garrett Whitlock did get the save, but it was a squeaker. Michael Walker with another spectacular outing, Andy. What a revelation this guy has been. He's got an ERA of about 2.2 and 86 innings pitched this year. Absolutely spectacular. He is the one that Bloom nailed this year. Great pick. Five and two-thirds scoreless for him last night. Christian Arroyo carried the bats with three hits and an RBI. He's on fire. So is Verdugo. Doogie had a pair of hits and an RBI. And Kike Hernandez, welcome back. Boy, have I missed that guy. Smacked a home run in the sixth down the left field line that drove in a pair of runs. The Red Sox wrap up their three-game series from Williamstown, the site of the Little League World Series with the Orioles tonight. First pitch is set for 7.10 p.m. You can catch the pregame show with the great Rob Bradford. Bradfoe Show at 6 p.m. right here on the Shaws and Star Market WEI Red Sox Network. In football news locally, as Andy and I have been shall I say, um, opining on momentarily. The news dropped yesterday thanks to tweets from Rap Sheet and Mike Giardi that Patriots wide receiver rookie second-round pick Tyquan Thornton is set to miss anywhere from 6 to 10 weeks, 8 to 10 according to the Athletics' Jeff Howe, with a broken clavicle or fractured clavicle. Either way, it's not good. With Kendrick Bourne trade rumors flying and Patriots wide receiver disarray, the Patriots may consider keeping him, Aguilar, and everybody now. We will continue to discuss the options they have at receiver throughout the Fitzy and Hart program. In football that they spell with an FNU news, the Revolution lost last night 4-0 to CF Montreal. They fall now to 8-10-8 on the season and have their next match set for August 28th versus the LA Galaxy. And in UFC news, what an absolute shocker last night, Andy. This is what made opening social media late at night actually kind of fun to see the reactions to Leon Edwards shocking the world with a head kick in the fifth round, giving him a TKO on Kamaru Usman to become the UFC welterweight champion. Did you catch it, Andy? Uh, I did, and uh, Joe Rogan's face tells it all. There's a, forever a meme out of this knockout, and Joe Rogan, you didn't need words, you didn't even need to see the action, and all you saw was Joe Rogan's face, and you knew, oh my God, the upset is on. I think that Joe Rogan meme is going to be the reaction clip, the number one reaction clip to big touchdowns, injuries, and everything else in the end. Out, out now is Bernie, uh, uh, Bernie Sanders sitting in the chair all by himself at the inauguration, and now in <laughs> is Joe Rogan's face, exploding with shock. What a kick. What a match. What an absolute massive TKO that was. That's what's trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. Let's hear from you talking Patriots and Taekwon Thornton next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. One of the bigger hits last night from the Imagine Dragons show at Fenway Park. Andy, I want to be a believer, but my faith, my Foxborough faith, has been shaken a little bit in light of the wide receiver shakeups, if you will, and now, of course, the Taekwon Thornton injury. This is Fitzy and Hart coming at you from 11 to 3 today on WEI Boston Sports Original. Um, you com- You sort of, like, add the Taekwon Thornton injury to what's going on where there were some potential Nelson Aguilar trade rumors earlier, and now the bizarre, uh, just unforeseen Kendrick Bourne situation and a room that people were concerned about at the end of last season all the way through free agency into the draft and beyond has now become more enigmatic and troubling because I can't tell you who the number one receiver is. I know we have argued as much and tried to sell ourselves and believe to a degree that having a wide receiver room of number twos and number threes can be good because you have, rather than a redundancy of skills, you have guys that do different things, and this may open stuff up for Mac because you've got shifty guys, slot guys, downfield guys, short-range guys, whatever. But now, to see one of your rising playmakers and a fan favorite in the doghouse, and then perhaps like the new favorite player that everyone heard about had Randy Moss-like speed, out for half the season? Ah, not great, Bob. Not great. Ugh, can we can Andy Hart sound Andy exactly? Hart sound? <laughs> uh, no, it's it's certainly less than ideal given everything that's going on with the offense and the play calling and Mac and you're trying to develop and and all that. You you need as much talent as you can get. And we've talked endlessly about they don't have the number one receiver. They don't have as much talent, maybe offensively, despite all the money invested as other teams. Blah blah blah. And then you start to chip away at that now I will say this was the reason why I didn't think they were going to trade Aguilar unless somebody was willing to eat the whole contract because I'm not paying somebody else to chip away at my depth when I'm not even really sure what my depth is right now so I don't know if that quiets that and then the Bourne thing you know what just came to me do you remember when Jabal Sheard fell out of favor in a weird way. Oh yeah, and, he and like he was, he, he, like came from Cleveland, became like uh, was, was a rising like rusher. contributor. Yep, yep, solid contributor. Yep. What and happened? Then, then all of a sudden, exactly, he hit one of those quintessentially Belichickian like we're done with you the same way that we were done with um, the running back that had four touchdowns and then a week later he was a ghost. Well, that was a little different. Um, 
and I'm drawing a blank on him too. Mm-hmm. The the four touchdowns on Sports Illustrated, then he, his alarm didn't go off or whatever. Missed his alarm, was late, and we never and heard we'll see from you him later. Again. Yeah, but Sheard, it was more missed. I think he was bit, like inactive for a game, then didn't even make a trip for an away game, like at the Giants or something. There was mm-hmm. there was just this weird. Fall out of favor, doghouse, whatever cliche you want. We'll call it the Jonas Gray Memorial Doghouse. Jonas Gray, yes. Um, But that was more, and and Jonas Gray was a flash in the pan. Jabal Sheard had already been an NFL player, was a relatively high pick. Kendrick Bourne has already been a good player for you, supposedly is an ascending talent. You know, you listen to the Brian Barretts of the world, he's going to be your number one receiver. He's going to be a 1,200-yard receiver this year if you just give him more targets and opportunities. And now it's almost like, is he even going to be part of the regular three or four receiver rotation? Has he fallen out of the mix for Mac Jones? And and then you add in the Thornton thing with people like me buying so high on his potential. And, uh, yeah, Ugh, not good. Uh, we'll take it to the socials right now at Fitzy JFY. Uh, as I quote tweeted the Jeff Howe story at Frogman's World. Can't stand Patriot fans since TB12 left. Belichick's supposed to foresee an injury in preseason game two, some fans think. Lots of wide receivers get hurt. It doesn't mean he's a bust. He wasn't even going to start this year. I think wide receiver is one of the deepest rooms on the roster now. Ooh, um, I appreciate the the follow, and I appreciate the participation, but uh, uh, what would I say? What did the kids say? Oh, hard disagree. Oh, the kids say that? No, probably not, but I just felt like I just felt like okay. framing frame, yeah, it. I just it's felt a like weird... it that way. No, um, or that that ain't it. Maybe that's it. That, yes, no, that, sorry, they that definitely say that. That ain't it. Now, there is, we're going to get into this when we talk about the roster, and we've, we've touched on it with Lil Jordan Humphrey and mm-hmm. whether you think Christian Wilkerson or Trey Nixon. There's a lot of names and bodies and competition. I think it's all pretty mediocre. Like, I don't wouldn't necessarily compare it to the defensive front or the safety position where Ooh. there are legitimate, you know, four starters at safety, for oh, example. Oh, there's positional battles. The, 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 it's um, unbelievable. We spent How much time did we spend? Yeah, I know you won't be able to qualify or quantify, but we spent a lot of time, an inordinate amount of time this offseason, Andy, debating what was going on with the play callers and max development and not liking that sitch and hoping that they would juice up the receiver room. But I believe we actually spent as much, if not more time, discussing the depth at corner, Why'd they let J.C. Jackson go? Can they possibly get a pass rush? Who's going to step up at linebacker now that uh, Captain Revenge Tour is in Los Angeles playing for the Chargers and Dante Hightower looks to have laced him up for the last time in Foxborough? Now I see legitimate positional battles. We talked about their nastiness and their swag, the, the swastiness that's developing on the line and all over that defense, and we've got offensive questions galore. Uh, hey, Producer Ethan, can we get Bill Belichick's Friday night presser, and then I'm going to jump to the calls. Um, his response as to why Kendrick Bourne was a healthy scratch in preseason game number two. On Kendrick Bourne, uh, why, why didn't he suit up tonight? Uh, he, was, he wasn't available. Okay, great. Okay. Thanks, Bill. There you go. The fountain of information, as always. He wasn't available. Okay, why, why wasn't he available? Because he wasn't. Great. Does that mean he died? Does that mean he was out of town? Does that mean he forgot yeah, his that, uniform? Did he have like, a hamstring injury? Uh, was there an illness in the family? Did he oversleep? Um, did his Uber get caught in traffic? Uh, did he score tickets to Lady Gaga at Fenway and you gave him an, and you gave him a night off? Was he filming The Masked Singer with Tom Brady? What the hell's going on, Andy? Or this is just par for the course. I should know better. Yeah, you you should know better. You've been around North here Korean a long time. North Korean football state media, yes. 
you've been around now i know sometimes it ebbs and flows when it frustrates individuals whether you're the reporter in question whether you're just a fan and you're like damn it bill why can't you just tell us why he didn't play or what you're just doing once. or who's calling plays so i i feel your frustration this one i feel like there's a lot more to this story than we're ever going to be privy to at least until maybe kendrick Bourne is no longer on the team maybe we'll uh, find I don't out even, then all right hold that thought hold on we got some callers that want to weigh in on thornton uh 617-779-7937 is the telephone number mike's in wellesley what's up mike welcome to the show uh, hey boys uh heart it's so yeah. disingenuous and like such a neanderthal way of thinking to say that patriots fans are never happy i mean how about bill just listens to his scouts i mean Nikhil harry yeah great he had muscles and all but he sucked and and his scouts told him that prior i mean we had debo samuel in our hands he had a camp visit and we didn't draft him. And then guys like Tyquan Thornton, who was projected as a third-round pick, who are, 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 are just frail as straws, uh, they don't last as, like, full-time receivers. They, they're good special teamers. They may maybe grab, like, 20 to 30 catches a year. And that's it. He's never going to be a full-time player for this team, despite, you know, his obvious skills skill set that we've seen in preseason. Okay. I mean, I'll take your word for it. I mean, you obviously have a crystal ball. He'll never be a full-time player. He'll never be anything. And Bill doesn't listen to his scouts. I'll, I'll take it at face value. I won't be a Neanderthal anymore. <laughs> and who's the Neanderthal? You notice he called me a Neanderthal? That's not even the word. If you're gonna I chuckled when somebody. I heard that. What, what's that uh, about? I chuckled when I heard him say Neanderthal. I, I, I think I, 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 that's it. Andy, you need to officially go maybe on our next commercial break um, and add <laughs> to your Twitter bio, Harry Neanderthal. I, I just I love when Patriots fans get all worked up like that because they, oh, they, they don't are, know how dude, to that's handle called things. Big mad. That is that is the definition. You know why? Because they've I didn't been disagree, spoiled but for I also 20 didn't years. disagree with part of what Mike from Wellesley had to say. That's also a lot I of know, anger you're like from him. Wellesley, usually a rather placid place. You, you, you people are not objective, and you people can, you get once it takes a turn for the worse, you get all cr- you go from blindly optimistic and blindly faithful in Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, blah blah blah, and then you become just angry and negative, and he's an idiot, and and all these things where. For 20 years, the truth has been somewhere in the middle, and it still is. And I don't know when Bill listens to his scouts, when he doesn't. I know reports. I don't believe everything that's reported. I've learned that over the years because I see a lot of things reported that I know are flat-out wrong. Well, it's so, so I don't to just pry assume. information out of that damn building in the first place, and then if we ever get any information, it has to be scoured through and denied and ripped apart like a, anytime somebody puts together a book like a Wickersham or such and... Uh, it's it, it's 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 positively maddening in a lot so of ways. So was Cole Strange the wrong pick? Because he was going to go four rounds later, three rounds later. Or because he's a uh, little I, thicker, uh, he's okay? I, I don't I, run I don't... a football team. I can barely run a radio show, you Neanderthal. <laughs> but uh, would I have taken a guard in the first round? I would not. I would not have. So you didn't like Logan Mankins? I never said that. I This year... <laughs> Now, see, this, I don't know if your show should be called Putting Words in Your Mouth with Andy Hart or You People with Andy Hart. I like you, you People. I don't know if I, I, like I can go people. with that. I feel like that gets you fired, so the show might not get off the ground. But right. um, yeah, I think Patriots fans, you and I have discussed this a little bit off the air. Maybe we'll talk it out on the air at some point today. 
Patriots fans are in a weird place right now in terms oh, of engagement, so. positivity, negativity, hope, denial, whatever the whole emotional turmoil is, not really knowing. It's like you lost faith in the in Bill we trust you had for 20 years, and you're like, so so what do I do now? What is it you say that I would do now since I no longer in Bill I trust kind of thing? And that was one of those guys right there. Well, that you know what, actually, we can we can discuss that a little bit right here as well, because, you know, as much as we talk about Taekwon Thornton, it's not going to it's not going to get him placed on IR so that we can root through and commiserate over his draft pick and the unfortunate injury anymore, nor is it going to help him heal up anymore. But it, there is an odd. I'm not going to say like a lack of buzz, but there seems to it's not I'm not going to call it the interest tepid. Because there are still millions of loyal diehards and committed super fans and Foxborough fanboys like myself in New England, on the Cape, uh, wherever you know the, this radio station can be found, all across the country, the globe, for that fact. You know that from all your time with Patriots Unfiltered. But you just don't feel the same energy right now. And I don't think it has to do with goat loss frustration anymore. Brady's been gone now two and a half years, and we'll get to... Tom Brady and the, um, shall we say, uh, I won't call it alarming, shall we, uh, the eye-opening news that we learned last night on the UFC Gronk's watch-along party. But there is definitely this, I don't know if it's the fact that, you know, it's preseason, so people are saving their emotional equity and they put a lot into the Celtics. Maybe it's because the weather's been beautiful all summer long. Or maybe, just maybe, people are starting to get a little frustrated with the fact that it is year three, post-Brady, and while Mac Jones definitely looks like uh, a keeper and should be a diamond for this organization for years to come that it's just not a very sexy team and I we were the sexiest team for two decades and to go from like you know from like runway model to you know like uh attractive librarian like each has their own each has their own benefits but it's it's not printing right now like it's just you put your finger up in the air at the games and you don't feel the same electricity the tail i mean i know it's still preseason i get it we've got plenty of time to warm up and the truth will be told we'll see exactly what kind of interest and energy level when we don't even get to foxborough for over a month for the opener which is september 25th against la marvelous and the ravens at one o'clock at the razor but you know what i mean like you're you're hinting at it and i'm kind of harping on it now and i've been wondering for a little while like what is the source of people's either disinterest or their frustration they're not fully checked out, but it's just not the same. Yeah, we saw that in training camp attendance. There were some real early days and days with just really small crowds. Now they, they bumped up. There for... were seats. When were there ever seats at training camp? Right. Well, and then I don't know what whether that is, you know, hot days, drought, awareness that, you know, I, I'd rather be at the beach or a pool or doing something else. And, you know, a lot of these workouts aren't all that exciting and or if there is a lack of star power and buzz and, and I mean, beyond Mac, who do you go to see? Like what are you really excited about? I would argue that in the latter part of camp there was probably some some Taekwon Thornton buzz building. There was as a speedy rookie, a guy you might want to see in person. Where is he going? But yeah, I certainly think there is um an uncertainty with his team that is cutting into the interest and fans are not ready to fully invest in this team and I think some of that's probably the way last year ended and then there was no real reason to believe 
Like, there was no spending spree. There was no big trade, big addition. Even your top draft pick is a guard, so you didn't draft first-round playmaker, impact guy. So I I think all those factors probably come together, and people are going to take a wait-and-see approach with this team or, or, you know, all these predictions of Vegas, eight and a half is the over-under. Well, so they're a 500 team. Am I really going to get fully invested in August in a 500 team? Maybe if they get off to a good start in Miami. And you and I joked about that. You go down to Miami and you win 44-7, to seven, there will be buzz. There will be, a, you idiots, I thought their offense couldn't score. You told me at camp they were a high school, all these things. Belichick was doing the ultimate rope-a-dope on exactly. all knuckleheads. Or it could go the other way. You lose in Miami and now you're in a dogfight in Pittsburgh. Who knows? And maybe people never jump on the bandwagon. But they they were certainly um, misled by jumping on the bandwagon in the middle of last season. Remember, Super Bowl favorites. They're going to be in the Super Bowl number oh one God. seed. Can you believe that the bye last year, they were pre- like the most projected, the analytics models, and we all have our opinions on 538, and a lot of the things that they've had to say over the last, their projections they've made over the past decade. But, yeah, there was a distinct, there was an odd buzz to the 2020 team because it was, I can't believe Tom Brady's gone. And, hey, maybe Cam Newton can sort of uh, kickstart or reinvigorate this team. Maybe he will be the catalyst to something new and special on a, on a different-look Patriots that have also switched their uniforms and gone head-to-toe color rush. And through those first three games, the defeat of the Dolphins, the barn burner, the last-second loss in Seattle, and then the win over the Raiders, like, there was an energy in town, like, I'm not talking about like Wiggy's crazy sign Cam Newton to a four year hundred and ten million dollar deal now, but there was definitely like a, a renewed interest, a different feeling because the end of Brady's time sagged and, and faltered and flopped around and was just such a such a sad trombone with the pick six to Logan Ryan and the cold loss to the Titans. And that was it. And he referred to the team as they in his final press conference. It was brutal. Even last year, like you said, the competition between Cam and Mac and the new kid, the rising star, and they're winning more games than losing. And look at all these free agents. And, wow, they, they made it to the playoffs. No one thought we were going to go that far. But, hey, they did, and we're back. And now it feels like it may be we're a step back. We're a step back this year. I, I'm having the hardest time getting a read on this team. They're just incidentally pulling me and I think a lot of other Pats fans in a million different directions. And I don't know if – if it's the fact that we had it so good for so long that yes. maybe now people are like, yeah, you know, that's okay. They can struggle for a couple of years. I appreciate how difficult it is to build a roster. Bill's good in my Bill's good in my book. He'll always have a seat at my table, and he can get a first round at my bar anytime. I don't know. Let's hear from uh, a couple of the callers, Andy, and then we'll catch a break and uh, keep the conversation going. Mike's up in Lemonster. What's up, Mike? Hey, how you guys doing today? How you doing, brother? Thanks for calling. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, I've been watching the Patriots since like 93, right around where Bledsoe began. So mm-hmm. for the 22 years of their dominance, for me as a fan, I just kind of appreciate it. It kind of sucks where they're headed now, but it's not as bad as what it was back in like 93 before we got Bledsoe, you know. And it's just like a younger generation fan type thing, the ones that are jumping ship right now. I mean, all they know is the winning. They don't know how bad it was there in the early 90s, you know. So for myself... They got at least like a 10-year window with me where, you know, I'm just kind of appreciative for what I saw because I don't think it's ever going to get as bad as what it was in the early 90s. I mean, we had them all. The Sox sucked. The Patriots sucked. Celtics Bruins were okay. They, they weren't really winning nothing. But, man, we've been spoiled around here, you know? It's awesome. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's why we it went from title town to end title town, Mike, and I totally agree with you. But uh, 
person, just personally removing myself from any sort of like table setting, sports talk, media hosting role. I, I, I'm with you on the bought years, if not decades of amnesty. I know there was the whole Bill Simmons thing where he said, like, after your team wins a championship, there's no bitching allowed for five years. So if they win six over 20, we shouldn't be allowed to bitch until the middle of the century. I totally understand that. But all I want is a competent, watchable product. It's the Andy Hart principle. He just wants your team to be competent, interesting, entertaining, and engaging. And, if and you the have Patriots, that. And if the Patriots turn out not to be this year with the same head coach who helped lead that double dynastic run, you can understand where some of the frustration comes from. But you don't want that. You want more than that. Because you said you're trying to, having a hard time getting a read on this team. I and thank don't you think for the you call, are. Mike. Have a good Sunday. I don't think you're having a hard time at all getting a read on this team. You know that this team is. It's a mediocre football team. You just don't like that. You're, you've been spoiled. You expect more than mediocrity. This team will not suck. I'll be stunned if this is a three-win team. Won't be stunned if it's like a seven-win team, and maybe that's sucking in the NFL. I don't know. But the I think everyone knows what this team is. It's lacking in certain areas. It has some talent in other areas. You're hoping your coach will cull together a couple extra wins but I think people know what they're seeing. They're just not accepting of what they are seeing. Yeah, it's like, what do they call it? The five or seven stages of grief? Where exactly are we right now? Uh, are we in bargaining? Maybe we're in bargaining. We're not bargaining in acceptance with who? No, you're, you're not in acceptance. If that's the next one, you are struggling in the current because you're not accepting of life in the like the real world. And I keep going back to it. The most prescient or pointed comments made in the immediacy of the loss to the Bills in Buffalo was Matthew Slater saying what we've lived around here was not real life in the NFL. And I don't know that I know he is smart enough to know and accept that. I don't think fans have accepted that. I'm not sure Robert Kraft and the organization has accepted that. Like that wasn't real. That's not real. You dominate at a level that is just phantasmic and reality is biting everybody in the butt right now. Yes, it is. And I couldn't agree with that more, but at the same time, I just want someone to be able to run past everyone else and catch a long touchdown pass every now and again. Is that too much to ask, Andy Hart? 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Back with more of your calls, Pat's Talk, and we will flip the script at the top of the hour and talk a little Tom Brady and last night's shocking revelation on the UFC Gronk Watch Party from Dana White. This is Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the telephone number if you want to hop on with Fitzy and Hart. Tell me I'm a knucklehead for expressing some concern over the roster development, the lack of buzz in Pat's Nation right now, and the Taekwon Thornton injury. If you want to call Andy Hart a hairy Neanderthal or whatever it is that's on the top of your mind, we are here for you wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And right now, my guy John's in Rhode Island. He believes he has a theory as to why Patriots fans don't seem as interested of late. What's up, Johnny? Hey, guys. How are you? Okay. Hey, I just want to say that this. Thank you. This roster that they have right now, I'm just going to say, is literally, talent-wise, the same exact roster that they've had the last 10 years. It's just they don't have that guy who could raise above it all and drag them to the AFC championship and then drag them to the Super Bowl and who knows, maybe win one. They have a 0.00% chance to win the Super Bowl this year. Okay? And meanwhile, meanwhile, the defensive genius 
the greatest coach of all time and the greatest owner of all time let that guy, the unicorn, the, the greatest player in NFL history, walk four years too early. And you expect the Patriot fans to take this team seriously and spend their money and their time watching this team when we're watching Brady drag the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship game? It's embarrassing. And Fitzy, I'm a fan of yours. I have to say, you're... Tom Brady opinions since he left have been embarrassing. They've been embarrassing, dude. I think you should stick to your one-liners on B103 or whatever the hell it is. Seriously. <laughs> well, jo- uh, that, well, now you've given Andy Hart some fodder and some fuel. It's a great Listen. call, John. Oh, yeah, of course. Now that's Andy Hart's favorite <laughs> call. Wait, John, uh, how, how, uh, are you still there? He died. Oh, no, see, nah, see he, just wa- he just wanted to... He just wanted to bust my chops for writing one-liners. He'll hang up and listen. Go ahead. Okay, he wants to hang up and listen. That's fine. I understand why some people are frustrated with the fact that, like, the ultimate Tom Brady recovery pajama wearer, the the TFB for life guy, the Super Brady YouTube crying uh, Foxborough fanboy, you know, being disappointed in the departure of his his uh, his hero, if you will. Uh, I'm not. Uh, if being frustrated, knowing more details than just like, oh, the organization wanted to move past him, it is disappointing. But at the same time, while I admire the man, I thank him for everything he's done, and I love the fact that my kids have grown to love Tom Brady, certainly not to the psychotic degree that I did 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago. I see that the guy has changed to a certain degree as well, and I have to love the team that I grew up rooting for, that I'm going to go cradle to grave, box to human wire, appreciating, loving, and cheering for. And I would not call my waffling on my Tom Brady opinions embarrassing over the last couple of years. Have they changed? Has it been a little bit alarming? Would it be uh, damn near jarring for some people to listen to the biggest Tom Brady apologist in the world to now all of a sudden not fully turn on the guy but be frustrated and disappointed? Yeah, it would be. I'm disappointed. I've said I can't say I don't, I literally don't think I can say it again, but I will because I feel like saying it because just like John being angry at the organization for letting Brady go can be therapeutic. Every time I say this, it helps me kind of come to terms with my confusion and frustration over the matter. I hate the fact that they let Tom Brady go, Andy. I hate the fact that they got nothing for him. I hate the fact I think I hate most of all that they didn't give him. The victory lap, Drew Brees, four years, $100 million, four years, $120 million that he deserves. He absolutely earned and deserved that contract. Now, you call him the biggest fraud in the world. You think he changed even more. You think it was he was probably maybe not even worth keeping around. But when you see what Tom Brady can pull off, when he goes to Tampa Bay, and I always believed that's where he was going to go. I was the first to say it at the station. Not that I get any kudos, points, or props for saying that as well, but He goes there. They have a great roster. All he needs to not be is Jameis Winston and not throw 35 interceptions, and he'll probably be able to turn them into a playoff team. For for him to go there and win the Super Bowl wasn't that shocking. Was it jarring? Was it upsetting for a lot of people up this way? It was also, you know, it was damning for the organization as well to watch the guy walk out the door and do that as well. He should have absolutely, absolutely never left. Sometimes you wonder, did they do him a favor because the roster was in such disarray at that point by letting him move on? And what ultimately was it? I think that will remain the 
greatest mystery beyond the Bournes, beyond the Butlers, beyond the Sheards, and beyond the Greys as to what the hell the organization was truly thinking, letting the greatest player of all time go. Uh, it's still just, it's it's a mystery, but what are we going to do, Andy? Are we going to live in, like, we get accused in New England of living in the past all the time. Same rock songs, same menus that we love eating, same, same traditional stuff all the time. Are we going to just stew in our diaper of sad, wondering why Tom Brady left all the time? Or are we going to move on and try and appreciate the new team that they're putting together while still, yeah... <laughs> First of all, it's what happens at the back end of dynasties. You live in the past. It's why the Raiders called them the team of the decades forever when they were no longer close to the team of the decades and the Cowboys have to live in the past. And you live on the greatness that came until you get the next greatness. And that's the weird area the Patriots and their fans are in now. Uh, the one thing I will – great call by John. Great call. I'm going to say it. But uh, the one thing I'll disagree with – four times just because John tried to – got a cheap shot in on me that you can't – okay. Harry Nien uh, – who is it? Uh, Jim from Wellesley. Call back again. I'll put you on in the second hour and the third. Um, but he was dead wrong. This is not the same roster they've had for 10 years. That's no, absolutely it's not idiotic. As good a roster. Show me where the uh, uh, J.C. Jackson, Stefan Gilmore is, or the Dante Hightower is, or the Rob Gronkowski, or the Julian Edelman. It's it's not the same roster. They're much worse and/or older and worse at a lot of positions. Like we learned that in those ESPN lists. Oh, GMs anonymously rank these teams and their talents and. Wait, the Patriots don't have a top 10 player anywhere? Oh, no, 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 no. Hunter Henry snuck in. He tied for 10 at tight end. That was a like, sympathy tie for 10, if we're being yes, honest as well. Yes, absolutely. They did not have a top 10 player in the eyes of the National Football League, a panel of 50 anonymous insiders, people actually in teams. So that would have never happened over the years. You had Brady, you had Gronk, you had Edelman. You had, like, every year they probably had three or four top five type players at their various positions and now they have none so don't tell me it's the same roster which is why i think you're absolutely right in that in a way they did brady a favor he stumbled in you know what and came up roses if he stays in new england and he gets the breeze contract his career peters out as the patriots dynasty peters out and they fall apart together Tom Brady, is he actually not the GOAT because Patriots come close to missing playoffs for a second straight year? More coming up on Local Sports with Hack Hackman after this. Yeah, no, that's exactly what would have happened. That's exactly, he can carry any pile of trash, flotsam, jetsam, and jags to 10-7, and 11-6 in the modern 17-game NFL, and he can be elite with elite-level talent around him. He's the greatest of all time. I will never... I will never, ever, ever love a movie star, love a rock star, love an athlete, love a football player more than I loved and continue to appreciate Tom Brady. Are my feelings the same? No. It's also kind of weird to almost be on the doorstep of fifths to love him because they see the greatness and they get to watch games of past that they love. But the way I felt about Tom Brady circa Super Bowl 49, Super Bowl 51, it's not the same. It's changed. He's changed, and now the second we talk Tom Brady, the phones are full, and you got so many, get over Brady, he's a fraud, we got to do what's in the best interest of the football team, it's unreal. One more call before we flip the script, uh, we bring in some of the Dana White audio and continue the conversation. Tony's up in Revere, hey, Tony Steak Tips, what are we talking, Patriots football Friday? Hi guys, yeah, I was at the game Friday night, I just stole a lot of my thunder, but I was at the game Friday night in section 106, and quite frankly... What's really sad, what's really sad is this team has gone from a championship team to everybody in the section was either upset or laughing. 
It's become a joke. They have no talent, like you said, at any position. Who's the star on this team? Who's the stars on this team? They yeah. tried to do it on the cheap, and everybody was laughing at this team. It's become a joke, and that's really sad. That is kind oh, of sad. What a, that's, I mean, I, I'm sure... I'm sure you're not trying to salt the wound and squeeze a little fresh lemon on top of it, Tony, but I'd be lying if I said that, you know, I wasn't, when I finished my pregame responsibilities Friday, Andy, before I made my way up to the media room with you, I walked and watched the state, well, walked the stadium and stopped by, said hello to a few friends, and then just randomly popped into a couple areas and struck up conversations with different groups of fans because I just wanted to get a feel for what's going on right now. And there's a for every like, you know, trust the process. Hey, it's Bill Belichick. Mac's going to be great. It just takes time for every one of those. There were two or three. Ah, I don't know what's going on. And uh, what, what are they thinking? And why can't we name a coordinator? And why do things have to continue to be this way? And why is Belichick being so stubborn? And then maybe you'd catch one of those Tony's from Revere. And thank you for the call, Tony, saying like, this is a mess. Pats fans are, like you said earlier, Pats fans right now, all over the place. Oh, yeah. Yep. They they have no idea how to uh, deal with their current lot in life. And I don't blame them. They're coming off an unprecedented run of success. And obviously the fall from grace can be, uh, can be difficult. And we, that's why we're here to help them work through it. Are we the therapists of Patriot Nation? I think that's what we are now. We're the therapists of Patriot Nation. Oh, well. <laughs> You don't like that idea? Uh, I just got to I guess somebody just sent me a fantastic. I think I just saw that you like the tweet. I'm going to retweet it right now at Fitzy GFY. The who changed the, the photos of Belichick looking the same <laughs> or Brady in that it's inarguable. Egyptian space god outfit that he wore to the. Met I mean, it's guy. inarguable. If you base it on who changed from 2000 to, to 2018, 19, it's absolutely Tom Brady. Now, whether he has the right to change, did he earn the change? Whole different topic, but who changed? Tom Brady changed. Uh, Adam Schefter just tweeted out, I want to read this and share it, and then we'll get into our next hour of Patriots and Brady conversation. Five minutes ago, Bucks quarterback Tom Brady is expected to return to the team per source. This is blue checkmark Adam Schefter, not Adam Schefter or somebody else that I've been guilty, like many other people, of retweeting. Bucks quarterback Tom Brady is expected to return to the team per source, quote, very shortly. Brady left the team earlier this month for personal reasons. We shall rampantly speculate why he left, as well as share with you that shocking audio that we heard last night during the UFC Gronk watch-along party, and take your calls. Unlicensed therapists Fitzy and Hart are here for you all day long, or at least until 3 on a beautiful Sunday on WEEI. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 